Hello and welcome to Seafood Matters Podcast, the voice of the UK seafood industry. I'm your host, Jim Cowie. In this episode, I am talking with Jan Christensen, a fishery scientist from Iceland. I sometimes say the, the key to sustainability is seasonality. And I know from some Icelandic fishermen I've spoken to over the years, one of them was telling me he felt the biggest help to this fish stocks in Iceland was changing the quota year from calendar year to start, it's, I think it starts in September. And I often wonder if that same principle would not be better in the UK because, well, our spawning cycles are different. April, May, we, we, there's an old fishwife saying in this country, in our area, never eat a fish until it's had a drink of the May water. <laughs> and it's it has just spawned and it is thin and out of condition and hasn't started feeding again. So would it make sense for us to follow the Iceland example and change the quota? Year? No, I mean, this is a bookkeeping system and it has nothing to do with fisheries. It's a bookkeeping thing. I mean, we used to fish 150,000 tons in the winter spawning time on the spawning grounds for centuries. Uh, No, centuries. For for years. Always. Then they decide to imply the quota system, which is about bringing the most value ashore. Not the quantity of fish, the most value from the sea. That will see fish of first quality giving the highest price in the export or, 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 or so. And what they do here instead, we, we have hundreds of boats in the, in the spawning season with nets in Iceland, and there was. 150 boat in Westmoreland has caught over 1,000 tons each, each year. Now, there are six boats in the area from, from, from uh, Hortnafjörður in the east to, to Reykjavik. Are, they have completely vanished because they don't have quotas, these small boats. All the quotas are in the hands of the big companies. And in the spawning time, as I told you, low foot in the fishery is at the highest, and they fish in low foot no matter what. They are not protecting the spawning stock with, within a, in the limits. I mean, it's sensible. But in Iceland, they don't catch this price because in the low foot season, the price of the cod falls down because there is a they can't stop fishing because they have to sell the fish and then market is overfilled with cod in the spawning season. And then they don't fish. They keep the quota until the summer when the price is higher. And this is because of the value conducted effect of the quota system. Isn't it? Yeah. And in the now, now we are fishing, um, we are fishing grosslep, uh, uh, what it's called. Uh, the uh, lumpfish, the oh, slumpfish okay. season, which okay. is uh, very good. But 
in a certain period in the lung fishery, there is a one ton of cod against every ton of lungfish. Because the cod are coming shallow to the shore, either to spawn or to recover after spawning. They throw them away because they are not allowed to catch them. They have no quota and they can't land them and they get fined. And they, uh, they, the only way is to, to release it, if you call it so. They can't utilize it, they can't sell it, they can't do nothing. But now the fishing uh, control has taken into use drones. Drones, which they fly over these uh, boats, lumpfish boats, and now nine boats were fined because they, 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 they threw away, discarded, caught. They don't look at the big trollers, no. They look at the small guys. You can't use this fishery unless that you catch some cod and you are not allowed to take it ashore, not even to give it away. This is ridiculous. This is how it is. Sharpen the control, say they. Solving the fishery problem by sharpening the control. Instead of free fishing for the spawning cod, because it's no use it having it, because they die 80% after the spawning. Coast cod die after the spawning. And a long time Icelandic tagging uh, investigation shows that they spawn on the average 1.2 times. And he said, the biologist said, this is, this is showing how big the effort is. Effort is, fishery effort is too big. But the recovery in number of tags or percentage was very low. So it's natural mortality, which is very high in this fish because they, their goal is to put as many eggs into the next generation as they can and finish. Then they use their whole body to develop these eggs. There was one caught, caught here the other day, six kilos of roe. And then they die. They turn the body into eggs and die, mostly. So, uh, 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 my advice in fisheries is release the rope in the front and release the rope in the back and go to sea, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a, I've been doing criticizing this for, for all the time in my whole working life. And they've given up to answer me. They, they, but everything I have said or predicted has became true. Well, they can't, they can't hide that. <laughs> no, I said to them in the beginning, we should, uh, the, the stock had diminished and the cuts went down because the weight by eight has decreased. Therefore, the stock was much less. And they would put a photo system on us. I said to them, you can never keep a starving fish. The worst thing you can do uh, is to protect it. Right? 
That's that's true. We are cutting now 220,000 tons of cod instead of 500,000 when the fishing was free. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. You can't deny it. You can't blame it on overfishing as I do, even or not on old overfishing. <laughs> we have the old overfishing. In the 50s, you caught too much. <laughs> that's old overfishing. And they are allowed to, to do this. Politicians say, really listen to the scientists. It's, I wonder if it's, if, is it if scientists are saying what the politicians want to hear? No, I don't think so. The, the politicians use the scientists instead of taking decisions themselves. We, we are just now, these days, sending, uh, sending a letter about this to every parliament member. Just now these days, reminding them of uh, breaking of the of laws and so on, in by 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 decommissioned boats and uh, taking the fishermen out of their uh, work because it's uh, it's not allowed. It's illegal to do it. It was only to be a short time. It's been forty years now, and but uh, I don't know what is. Politicians are corrupted. But also the, the science is protecting themselves. And I remember, you remember the, the, the strategy unit by, by Blair. Blair's strategy unit was to change the fishery policy. And I had, had a speech in, 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 uh, in uh, Westminster with the lowest of guys. What I was showing an effect of the Faro system, which was then uh, very good before the scientists came in, and there were fishing days, no matter what you caught, fishing days only. Therefore, the cuts reflected the size of the stock. But then the biologists uh, called it overfishing, and uh, fishing days is only a quarter of what it was before when I was there. And there was a lowest of guys, and then there came people from the strategy unit to interview me here in Iceland. And they, I understood that they had been programmed by Lovestoft. They knew all about me. They said, it is wrong what you say and so on. They knew all. They had been briefed from Lovestoft to... To, uh, I mean, to make me uh, just a, a fraud guy. You can read about the answers from Lovetoft on my, on my web page where they say that uh, recruitment is a random. We can put uh, uh, recruitment as a random and we will get the same result as you got when I was telling them that uh, it was the opposite phase of recruitment and, and spawning stock. They have denied everything. And in the pharaohs, they said, you can make it to look like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a story we are still fighting, and they are still stubborn. And now they have closed the, 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 the prawn fishery. We were catching prawns in. Uh, 2010, 
2,500 tons in, in, in 2010. Then they started to make the trolls more selective and make things that the cotton was not caught as bycuts, as they are doing in, in, in your country. Then it started to decline, and last year they only caught 200 tons. And in, 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 in the beginning of the fishery, there were 170 boats. Now you have nine boats. And now they have closed it down for unforeseeable time. And I learned in, in Ireland, in, in uh, Kilkeel, that they said you have to fish the shrimp ground all the time, all the year around, all in the, in the world future. Because if you protect them, you will look in three, four years, there is nothing. Only a few big ones, because they eat themselves. So they have now, the only method is to close down the fishery. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's easy. It's too easy. Well, for, he said, how do you know that the, 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 the prawn guy in the institute here said to me, how do you know that uh, that uh, you, you should go on cutting and you, you can cut, you can, the effort is too small. How do you know that? Have you read about a paper on that? No, 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 no. I have been talking to fishermen in the British Isles, which have this as a livelihood. They know everything about it. Why don't we talk to them yourself? No. Yeah. It is. That, it's, it's incredible. That, that is a real sad fact. They will not speak to fishermen. No. I know. And, that, and uh, so they are not speaking to the people who are in that areas more than anybody else. And another thing, I know they talk about sustainability, well, I've got very good friends here, Jan, who are uh, have spent invested millions of pounds in new vessels. They've got sons and grandchildren coming through. Why on earth will they not want to fish sustainably? I was with a trainer there, and as I told you, and I asked the guy, who, are you going to renew the boat? He said, no, no, I, I only have daughters. <laughs> yeah. And they are letting them lose their livelihood, their work, and their, uh, their houses because they get worthless in our, our spots of Iceland. They, it's, they're worthless. People can't sell their houses. They can't go away. And where you formed caught, this was a machine. This, this was the livelihood of this small. It's all now in the hand of big, of big companies. And even uh, I know uh, two examples of that one big company, the one which is involved in Namibia, no? Yeah. Yeah. And they bought up the shrimp uh, industry in two places and they tore down the fabric so nobody could use it. You couldn't even buy shrimp from others for peeling because they, they, they destroyed the fabrics or factories just yeah. to, to devalue 
things. So we'll get rid of concords. They are criminal. And who's who's that? What? Who is doing that? Who is there? Who was doing that? Samheri. Samheri in uh, the guy. The guys are breeding in, in Namibia now and fraud. Yeah, yeah. I have companies all over the world, and they brought British troll companies uh, with loans from a bank they owned. You know, onward shipping in Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah. The owner of it, uh, John. Uh, Terry. He, Terry. He, what? Terry. Yeah, no, he he uh, he called me in uh, in uh, Glasgow once. I was in Glasgow. We had, we had a meeting, and he told me about how they stole the company from him, Sunday, by promising we will have it all British and so on and so on. So so they disappeared. They stole the company, as I say, with money from the Icelandic banks. They never paid back even. Gee. I know I'm saying too much. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fact. You know, John, going forward with us, do you? Th the thing that fascinates me about your the your, the amount of research you've done, we have a situation here which is really damaging. We have a organisation called the Marine Conservation Society (MCS), conserve marine conservation. And they have a f good fish guide, they call it, and it's traffic lights, and it's the red species you do not eat, amber, eat in moderation, and green is okay. And you're f listening to you, it just exactly underlines exactly what I've said for many years, fish conservation is so much more, uh, it, it, it is far too big a subject uh, and far too complex to be taken down to three colors. I mean, these companies are made for collecting money and everybody are buying the service because otherwise they can't sell their fish. This is a money machine only. And they even put lumpfish on the list from Iceland. And because it was killing so many seals. But the data on killed seals was completely fraught. And we have been fishing lumpfish for all our history, fishing history. And it has been free fishing for lumpfish all the time, except now they're putting quota on it. But how? Lumpfish. They only catch the females. They are bigger than the males. They are only caught because that's their value. They get males as bycatch, which I eat. But they are only targeting the spawning stock on all places in Iceland where they are. But there is no problem with the recruitment. And they are, they are feeding the... the uh, as pelagic fish all over the Atlantic, they are caught in every hole when they are estimating the mackerel stocks or herring stocks. They are bycatch is always lumpfish. 
the apologic. So this is, and remember, there were free fishery in Iceland all the time until the Cod Wars, when we, when we improved this, um, uh, increased the fishery limits. And when we increased it from 4 to 12 miles, the trolls lost 70% of their grounds. It was free fishing before that for all nations, for all trawlers, unlimited pump. And nobody ever, ever overfished anything. They tried, by all means, the fish was only regulated by profit, profit uh, cost. If it was too costly, then a retreat came back. It was like in the fish. It's, it's the same thing. It was self-regulated by cuts and effort and costs. And nobody ever destroyed anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're funny you should say that about the Cod War. I remember when, as a child, when I was younger and my father was a fisherman, as I said, when the Cod War during the Cod War, he used to always say, we shouldn't be putting our gunboats and Navy up to Iceland. We should be copying what the Icelanders are doing. And yes. In our, in our yes, yes. Yes, yes. But what I learned from, uh, from, from that time is, is now when I listen to uh, news or fake news from the, from the radio station, TV station, we knew in Iceland what was happening, but the BBC was lying all the time. They said Icelandic gunboats are, are attacking the British Marine. What was the British? It was a frigate or a destroyer or something, but yeah, yeah. Our, our gunboat was a 30-ton wooden boat. Yeah. Yeah. And they were saying Icelanders were attacking us with their gunboats. <laughs> yeah, there was only lie, and we saw how they make news for them. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's today. It's the same thing. Our fishermen were on all you could see. Our fishermen were not in favor of the gunboat of of our navy going to Iceland. No, not at all. And I, I once came to Blackpool. There was nothing in the harbor except small uh, free time boats or something. But my father, he was uh, he was um, on a troll exporting fish to England all the war. He was on sea as a fisherman all through all the war. And I remember uh, how they were, he fell into a dock in Blackpool, I think, when it was, was a blackout and didn't see anything. And he was uh, shot at many times, and they, they rescued a lot of people in the war. And he wrote his memories a few years before he, he passed away, which I have published. Wow. Okay, yeah. John, do you, what, what's your views on uh, long-line gill netting sustainably and, and responsibly? 
We have a real problem just now in our west coast, uh, mostly west coast of uh, Shetland, uh, where there is long, you know, there foreign Icelandic, uh, not Icelandic, uh, Spanish and French boats. It goes back to when we were part of the EU, and uh, although we are out of it now in some ways, we are still tied to the fishery, common fisheries policy and others. And our fishing boats are picking up. There was one small boat, it was 10 miles outside Alapul yesterday and picked up a ghost, ghost netting. Well, it's all, and this is the other annoying thing, is they are finding that all this old disused netting throughout the seas. And the MCS are telling people don't eat lobster and crab because their ropes are, are, are affecting whales. And yet there is hundreds of square miles of the Atlantic that is covered in old gill nets and long lines that are being left drifting, and they are not even mentioning that. No, this is a political issue, I think. I mean, uh, they don't listen to fishermen. I, I thought that uh, all the EU, EU fleet would be thrown out of British fishery uh, areas uh, when, they, when you left, but they have given up. They promised that, but didn't hold the promise. But what you, sustainable fishery, I mean, all fishery is, this is the, one of the worst conversation sustainability. It's, a, it's an idiotic word, yep. in my view. I often say to people it's the most abused word in the English language. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hate them. <laughs> They're sustainable. I mean, fishery, you can't destroy a fish stock. Even if you try bormis, as I mentioned, they will learn. When it is empty, uh, there are 50% left. I remember there was, a, there was a, a, an investigation of char, Arctic char, in the Kala for 25 years. It was called Keyhole Lane. Uh, because it was so small. So they decided that this was a good thing to study. So they went, as they said in the report, we went to uh, Keogh Lake and fished out all the fish every five years for 25 years. Ha! Every fifth year they fished out the lake for 25 years. The situation was all the same as they left five years ago. And there were fish of the age that shouldn't have been there. Why is that? Because they only caught, when you stop fishing, you are only half of the population. Well, they, they have, we have been trying to fish out. It's impossible. It's impossible. It increases the quality of the fish, of course. With immediate effect, parasites disappeared, fish got fat, good condition, faster growth, and very good quality food. And do you feel that uh, when you were talking about the whiting earlier, we 
you know, mesh size because uh, about from conserving stocks because we often think the fear of uh, using only mesh size, a mature whiting will escape. And as a predator stock, it could be eating the smaller cod and haddock. Is that a theory? No, I mean, uh, uh, overpopulation is much more serious problem. Uh, uh, eating the young ones is a natural method of regulating the stock. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. There is a lake. There is a lake in uh, Africa between uh, Zimbabwe and Zaire, I think. It's a, it's a huge reservoir. And uh, as it was a river before, there was no pelagic fish in it. So they went to um, to Lake Tanganyika, I think, and got some herring there and moved it uh, by an airplane in, in plastic bags and released it into the water in the lake. And uh, 10 years later, they were catching, I think, 10,000 tons or something. But the fish had got smaller. And then the government said, we have to stop the fishery because we are, we, are, we are clearing out the stock. We are fishing so much and they are so small, so there are only babies left. My colleague was there and he was working. <laughs> he said, guys, keep on fishing. If it goes wrong, get them all the two plastic bags from Tanganyika. Like. <laughs> get all the two bags of of herring if it all goes wrong and there was different rules on the south side and the north side where there was free fishery on one side and and only big mass allowed in the in the other side and the the, the fish cats where there was everything was un uncontrolled the cats was five times as much as in the protected area in the other side of the lake. There has been written books about this. Lake Victoria is another example. Before they put out this, uh, this uh, Nile carp, they were catching about uh, maybe 300,000 tons. Now they are catching 1.5 million tons in that lake. 1.5 million tons. And a report says from the Norwegian guy who has been studying this, he said there are no seeable effect on the fisheries on the stocks. We can't see any fishing effects on the stock, even if you remove 1.5 million tons. He is called Jeppe Kolding. He has written about it. He is he's in Bergen in the freshwater sector, but there is a complete divorce between the Marine Institute and the university. Even if it's only one kilometer away from each other, they don't talk to each other. Who's that? What? 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 Who? What two bodies is that? That's a Marine Institute in Bergen. And the yeah. University of Bergen, which is studying freshwater. Okay, yeah. 
and and a, a friend of mine he was a, he he left the marine institute in bergen he is now work, working privately and because he disagreed he didn't adhere to, to to the thesis in the marine institute and it was called that he was difficult to deal with <laughs> so he just left his thesis is now that the salmon, uh, downgoing of in salmon in the, both Scotland and all the Atlantic area is because of the mackerel. It now fills all the fuels. There's no food. has eaten up everything. And the mackerel stock maybe now is going on. He says, you should tenfold the mackerel fisheries, not protecting it. They're protecting both... Uh, what do you call this other thing? Uh, Swartkaft in Faroese. Black. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, mackerel stock is increasing. Yeah. And he will, uh, will uh, allow more fishing. He said the stock is underestimated and so on and so forth. And they estimate the stocks of mackerel by counting the eggs in the North Atlantic. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think the mackerel stocks in this country is the same. It's It's gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that when you, from what you're saying about other things, the other the fishing has gone up as well. The, so it's but there are restrictions. There are restrictions on the fisheries, quota, quotas, and everything like that. But the growth of mackerel has diminished very much because of the size of the stock. It's growing much slower now than it did before when the stock was less. It's it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Blue so, whiting was it? It was blue oh, whiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they yeah. are now coming. They are cutting it now in great quantities at the ferros. It's coming, yeah. moving north now. Yeah, I think yeah. they're catching it between Faro and Scotland. Yes, now. Yeah. But it comes to us and it goes up to Norway. And when I was in the herring research uh, in 68, uh, and the herring disappeared, the ocean was full with this, uh, with this uh, thing from Iceland to half the way to Jan Mayen. Loaded like carpet all the way. It, it pushed the herring away or ate the herring away. Uh -huh. Blue whiting all over the fish, all, all over the area. Nobody was fishing it except the Russians because there was yeah. no gear. There has been a, a progress in the gear, in the, in the pelagic gear with his huge trolls. They, they didn't access before. They were very good. Very good things. Uh huh. Yes. That is all fascinating stuff, John. We have to talk together again, huh? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, definitely. I must try to get a hold of our mutual friend. 
I've, I've actually talked to Peter Bruce about yeah. coming on. So maybe we will ask you to come back when I get Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you see, what I remember when I came to um, Peter Head first time. Then uh, Peter, uh, I talked to Peter, and uh, I said, "You, you are cutting too little, and you have to increase the fishery and so on." He, he just stared at me with open mouth, and then he called Tom Hay. I said, "Tom Hay, you have, there's a biologic here. You have to meet him." I don't talk to them; they are all corrupt. <laughs> but <laughs> he he came. And we became friends ever after. <laughs> yeah. We are, uh, many, many fishermen have uh, quoted Tom Hay as saying, well, he told us and look what happened. He was right. <laughs> I have a long interview with him on my uh, website. I've, I've, listened, I've listened to it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great character. Oh, fantastic. Amazing Absolutely. memory, amazing mind. Yes, and correct. Okay, I should we we will talk talk again. We have to hammer on this. We can't give up. You know, the yeah. Marine Institute isn't answering us. We who criticize. No, there is a silence, and I am not allowed to go to the radio or TV. There are many many years. I, I because I I see what a I tell you, I'm, I, this is not uh, accepted. Pardon? The, the, I am, the, the, all the media are, are corrupt or paid for by the quota mafia. Yeah. The quota mafia owns everything here. And even now, they were trying to buy one of our banks. And there's a scandal going on how now because they were selling uh, the the guy who bought onward line on 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 onward shipping, he was the manager of the bank then when the uh, when the big four was here in in Iceland and they, and he is now allowed to buy the bank again. <laughs> wow, the guys who stole the money from the banks are coming back with the stolen money and buying the banks again. It's it's a big scandal now. It's uh, re, re, the government is uh, is shaking. Just yeah. these days. Yeah. Okay. I, th I thought in Iceland you called them quota barons. Yeah. Sai grevar. Sai grevar. And they own everything. They own all the stores and uh, companies, transporting companies, uh, farms, everything. Yeah. That, that they have work. to put the stolen money somewhere. In, in Scotland, we call them slipper skippers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they are all in their houses and and charging a, a high leasing costs to the fishermen. Yeah. They have to sometimes they're they are not like you, we talk about conserv conserving cod or catching it. Sometimes they're paying more for the quota than they will get for the cod on the market. Yes. Yes, I I did a study on the North Sea and wrote a report <clears throat> on it, and I think uh, West it just went down the drain in in, in ISIS. What uh, uh, I said uh, and uh, argued that the North Sea was underfished, 
They made a long report on that, but uh, it did nothing did happen. We get so it wasn't used. I, I think people are not allowed to to speak on these notes. Yes, but I don't know that. But the scientists there all say the same. And if you don't say the same thing on ISIS, you can't drink beer with them in Copenhagen. Yeah. I have been at an ISIS meeting once and I start, uh, started to talk with people. They were, they were all filled with overfishing. It was useless to talk to them. Useless. It is. So, it so is, I don't do it. It is very sad. Uh, huh? it, it is almost like conservationists or people with that tag. It's, it's, it's as if everything is overfishing. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, they say that uh, over thousand uh, biologists uh, signed a paper that uh, was to ban all all uh, bottom trolling. They know nothing about bottom trolling. They think it, it it destroys the bottom. I mean, the Barnsey has uh, been trolled for over uh, over uh, one hundred years or more. With a thousand to two to three thousand trawlers, there were three thousand in foreign vessels because the fishery before the fishery limits were set. Three thousand, up to sixteen hundred tons. Yeah, it is. It is almost like it is so corrupt. There is, there is. You mentioned that there with the MCS. There's a there, there's. There's a MSC as well, Marine Stewardship Council, and it's almost like they're they've got an authority over everybody, and they're unfortunately the public they have got, they've got a great voice to the public, so it's even more damaging, Jon, because their voice their voice is heard, whereas ours, as I say, ours in the industry are, is not. I mean, uh, MSC is worse than Greenpeace because they have a grip on the fishermen to buy their, uh, uh, their, their certificates. If you don't buy it, you can't you sell your fish. I, I know in the ferries, they, they, they have to do it. It's t terrible. Uh, it's, it's, I, I think there's something f so wrong with a system when I can't deal with you unless I pay somebody else. Yes. That's, that's just corrupt. I mean, you could fish, you see fish on the market floor and the, there'll be a diff, half the price in some species only because, uh, as, as the MSCs say, is, they're not in the... Oh, I can't remember the name. The unfortunately, it's left me. The scheme, the, not the scheme. I, I described it once. The scheme to me sounds like you walk into a door, through a in a door, and then all of a sudden, bang! Behind you, the door's closed. There's, it's completely dark. You don't know where you are or what you're doing. You have no control. And no. to me, it's a scheme. And they, they. Uh... They uh, get all their information from the scientists, uh, governmental scientists. 
and they never ask anybody else. Uh, it, before, before earlier, what, uh, like uh, before 60s or something, or even before 70s, the Marine Institute was doing uh, trips to find new fishing areas and promote fishing. But then they tur turned around and now they're protecting everything. John, I would be quite without of any fear of contradiction saying you are the first person I've met with scientists anywhere close to your name that has actually spoken to fishermen. <laughs> and yes. you will do that yourself. Yes, and, and I have I have a very wide experience. You see that uh, the guy who is uh, dealing with uh, with uh, blue whiting, he is sitting in his room. And the guy who is dealing with cabling, he has his own room. But I have been in uh, seven, uh, seven countries working on different species and talked to all kinds of people uh, from the from the black people in Malawi, if you can say black today, but they were fishing in canoes and uh, I showed them an echo sounder and they were delighted, uh, but they, their echo sounder, they, they found the fish, but their echo sounder was a stone in a string, wrote in a canoe and they found one that it touched the fish underneath, that was their echo sounder. We were trying to help them. We should give them uh, cheap echosonders to use, but they, 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 they knew how to do it. So, so I have seen a variety of things. I was uh, teaching them to fish uh, in traps. So they caught fish in traps uh, and that was okay, but it was difficult to do the experiment because they stole the ropes. They stole everything. They took the ropes because the ropes, strings were, were valuable. They, they had, they used, uh, they was, uh, their strings were made of palm blades. So, I, I mean, I have been in the field everywhere, uh, all, all over. <laughs> so that's the experience. I, I did the same thing I see everywhere. You can't fool nature. You have to work with it. You can't. You can't. You can't increase fish stock by stop fishing. It's it, it's ridiculous. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's such a refreshing uh, thing to hear you say yeah, that. Fine. Because it is norm. It is normally doom, gloom, and despondency. You know, and the churn it out just to more bad news just so their people are filling their covers i i always <clears throat> remember what my professor said to us guys that he was uh, when we was finishing our university study we were five in fish and uh, we uh, learned by a very very good man in Norway. he said Guys, never lose the sight of the scientific star which is lighting to you. 
we thought it was, don't let them buy you. Hold heavy meaning and stand by it. Wonderful. I, yeah. I remember it every day. Yeah. Now, what, so, would you put as, what would you put as that light or star? Always, what would you yeah. class as that? Yeah, it's a loose under the, 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 the vision. I mean, you have to act as you think. And even if it is uh, not so good, even if people are against you, you have to stand by your meanings. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, it costs absolutely. a lot. I mean, it has costed my jobs and projects and everything. But I don't. I have survived. <laughs> and and let me tell you, John, you have a, a great reputation among Scottish fishermen. Really Thank you. Thank I you have, very much. I know many, many of them, and I've spoken to a number of them who have uh, to tell them that I've been. Talking to you today, and every one of them spoke with a very high opinion of you. Oh, that's very good to hear that. Yes, uh, they uh, understand cool. nature better than the scientists today. Yeah. I mean, they also it, it all ended with the invasion of the computer. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned that. That was really interesting when you say about the scientists. They take it from the. It's 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 all from the computer. Yeah, uh -huh. I I once said to a, a guy in this uh, a scientist. I said, uh, "It's obvious when the fish is starving, you have to fish more, and you can't protect the youngs because they, you add uh, one year plus to the stock. If if you if if you protect fish from." Four years old instead for three years old by increasing the mass size, you are adding one year class to the stock, and uh, the food doesn't allow it. Try we we should try to to fish one hundred thousand ton uh, add one hundred thousand ton of of uh, small fish and see what happens. That's a good idea, but let's do it in a computer first. John, you don't need to do it in a computer. Let me tell you something. Just, it's just taking it into my mind just now. I mentioned earlier about the Murray Firth in East Scotland, where my father fished all his life and lots and lots of boats, hundreds. Now there's none. It's just You've just taken one very interesting statistic to my mind. When I was a child... And going out to sea with my father, he was fishing. Their gear was 70 millimeters. It is, it is now 120. They, were, they fished all the year round then, and there's no fish at all now. So, yes, in the, in the Irish book, uh, 100 years or more, 130 years now, it, it said that they were research, did this research because they, they, was, uh, they said you, there's so much more fish that you kill that this is incredible. You have to do something about it. And so they put a new fisheries rule with increased mess and so on and so forth. And uh, so uh, after some some years later, they reported 
we can't see any effect of the new uh, fishery rules uh, that should uh, increase the output of the stock. We, we can't see any effect of that, but it's for sure. And if it hadn't been implied, then there will be no fish here today. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't change anything. It didn't increase the stock at all. And what was that measure? By increasing, uh, increasing uh, the mass size. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It's fascinating because uh, it, as I said, it's just ticket. When when there was that smaller, there were far more boats fishing then. And I know that the capacity and the horsepower and size of boats and size of nets has increased through time. But that statistic can't be changed. That that was they were catching fish all year round at seventy millimeter in that area, and they're not catching any at all at one hundred and twenty. No, oh, okay. I one one. Uh thing interesting thing the scientists say we, we only five find uh, one 0.02% uh, cod in the cod's stomach and that means uh, if you calculate uh, one uh, fish a year if a five year old cod eats one three year old cod per year it means that the five years old will reduce the, the stock of three fish as, as, about as many individuals as they are. You see? And what if they did it once a month? And or once a week? This is an infinitum. You can't even calculate it. Yeah. If they start to eat, uh, it's incredible. Have you seen the video I put on my website where where they cut up the big force sauce? They have five five uh, fish in it. It's caught, which is about half a kilo. It's it's taken on a trolley. They they open all the fish. It's full with big cod. Yeah. Yeah. Now it only happens now and then. They say. <laughs> You see, in the North Sea, one of the concerns the Shetland fishermen have just now is that they are look. They are scientists are taking their figures from the North Sea as a whole, from the Channel, English Channel, right up to Faroe, and they think maybe it should be Southern North Sea, Middle North Sea, and Northern North Sea because it's so far apart on their stock assessment yeah that the stock assessment is a waste of money complete waste of money i am not uh, I, I i do the survey on salmon rivers uh, by routine i see, I see uh, about is it is it nothing much or middles that, that's the that's a uh, value of the estimate it is not by point something but what i use mostly to to uh, to um, to advise on the fish is the growth of the fish 
So you, you don't have to sample all this. They, I think they, they're aging 15,000 cods per, per, per this survey. The only thing you have to look at, what's the condition of the fish? How is the growth? If the growth is slow, you have to cut small. If the growth is very good, you might consider to spare the fish or let it grow better. But very soon you got into trouble. You should fish as much as you can all the time. So surveys are a disguise of fraud. I mean, my teacher in Norway, he said to me, if you don't know what you are doing, just take more samples. It looks very good. Wow. <laughs> he could go to a river or a lake and look, ah, one fish, look at this. Ah, oh, do this, do that. And it's it's fact. You can put a net in a lake for one night or, or serious or net one night. You know very much about 90% of what's happening in a lake. Simple. <laughs> Yeah, it's really it's a, simple, but it has to be complicated because uh, you have to have work. And I, I remember once, I my friend, I, I was very had many friends at the Marine Institute because I was working in the herring service uh, or looking for his herring in uh, eighty for eighty years. And he said to me, "How is it going private? Do, do, can you can you can you get your bills paid?" Yes, 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 yes. We have far too low salary here. We should have more salary. I said, come with me. Go out in the corridor. Do you see this map? It's map of cuts of fish with, in, in Iceland from 1930 or something up to today. Look at this. Eh? That time when it was catching a half a million tons of cod, there were five people working with it here. Now you are over 100. As the cuts is a fraction of what it was. How can you demand higher salary? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We oh. all know that. We all know that one. That is the same. That is the same with our councils and local governments, right up to central yeah. government. Yeah. It's the biggest growth area in the world, civil service. I think that uh, there are more people in the civil service uh, for, uh, for fisheries in Australia than there are fishermen. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Science and, uh, and policing and everything. Yeah. Measuring. They'll maybe. They'll maybe. They'll maybe uh, Sanction it by saying it's a big island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, I would just like to take it uh, conclusion. I'm so so pleased with the, and it, it's been fascinating and interesting because you've come across that you've just you've made it and some keeping it simple and easy to understand. You're at, you're at one with uh, nature, and as I said already, you speak to fishermen. I don't know any other scientist that has ever done that. And no. I so, so appreciate 
what you've yes, you've tamed, you've but tamed it's, it. Yes, uh, strange thing is that all farmers know this. All farmers. They, they, they don't ever buy lumps if they want to increase the stock unless they have more hay or field, right? Yeah. If you, if you uh, go to a farmer and you say, uh, yes, you can increase your production here by uh, uh, not slaughtering so many in the, in the fall. Let them grow bigger. You would get a, a fist in your face if you said that to them. They know that you can't do this. You have to kill 90% of the stock every year. And pig farmers, they kill youngs. Chicken farmers try kills youngs. They never kills the big ones. Because that's where the production is, because the young uh, body is growing much faster than a bigger body in percentage per day. Higher production if they are young when they are killed. That is, yeah. That is one of the fascinating things I've found with you. It, it looks to me like you have a, the first thing you would do assessing stocks is rather than count, count stocks or count fish, or you would look in the stomach. Yes, you can't count uh, even salmon smolt in a river, in a small river. Can't. It's impossible. Or not fish in a lake. No. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. And can you t tell us, our listeners, where where can they read, learn more about what you do and where you do it? I have a website which is called uh, fiski.com. Fiski.com. You can maybe spell it for them later. Is that F-E-S-K-E. Fiski. I'll oh, send it to you. Yeah, thank you. And we'll put it out there because I'm sure there's going to be and many, there's, uh, many. There's both uh, Icelandic and an English page. And there you can read everything about the overfishing at Newfoundland, which is still maintained today. It was never overfishing. It was, was starvation. Right? I even spoke to a captain when I was in, in Scotland. I was speaking to a captain of uh, England, a captain from Hull. That had been on a trawlers and he followed the fish when it swam away from the field because there was nothing to eat. I remember talking to a American fisherman in in Iceland. It was a world fishing exhibition. We were there, and I was talking to him, and he had been fishing there, and he says they were having to cut out what he called windows in the cod end. Because yeah. otherwise there would be so much fish, it would be <clears throat> danger taking the boat down. Yeah, no, not. Yeah. I, I, I have pictures of it in this report about and how the cold pool in the ocean came from Greenland up to West Greenland, down to Labrador, and down. And the fish first. The cod at Greenland collapsed a year later in the Labrador. And the weight of the fish went down and the maximum size went down to three kilos. Yeah. And they were just like, uh, they were like uh, sponges. 
Hand and tail. But so thin. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes, obviously, I have a rest, seafood restaurant and I get fish. Uh, I buy fish direct, obviously. And from at certain areas, I've seen us getting fish. You know, as I said earlier, their, our spawning cycle is between anything between February and April when they spawn and they are out of condition. I've seen fish in uh, September and October, and you would almost think it, they were, it was March and April. Yeah. yeah. And but but you see, in, in, like in the, in, the, in the Baltic Sea now, that it's closed for cod fishing because they, they, there is no fish, they say, but the fish is maximum size 30 centimeter and thin. And in, in Greenland, they said the cod was so thin, one, where we had filleted it, you could read the papers through the fillets. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, term, that's a term we use quite often. <laughs> either, that or a, either that or a razor blade fish. Because uh, it's uh -huh. so, so, and is that just lack of food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would there be would there be any other reason for for that lack of food? No, it can't be disease. But but fish are prone for disease when they are hungry. Yeah, much more difficult for them to survive. Like humans, we said, when if they are under or nourished, you will get sick just from that. You take all diseases and and parasites. The, the way to get rid of parasites in a lake is to get go fishing, because parasites are linked to very small items in the food chain where the larvae come in. But if they can eat uh, small food for a, for a less time, then they will get rid of the parasites. So parasitism. In a fish is a sign of starvation. Well, that's interesting, yeah. And when you say parasites, is that like the cod worm and things like that? Cod worms and the worms in the intestine are all kinds in the kidneys, all kinds. Sometimes in the trout, it's like macaroni sticks in the in the in the intestine. The guts. Yeah. yeah. So it's all kinds. That's, I've learned a lot. So, so this is this is a sign that nature is trying to tell you. Yeah. Computer doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. Food is never calculated into equations. You know that fish is nothing worth until it is dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Thank you, John. Much appreciated. Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much, John. Very, thank you. very good well, to participate in this. And thank Thanks. you. I'm so much appreciated. And yeah. we'll, okay, we'll, talk again, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, soon, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to Seafood Matters podcast. You can subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can join me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for at Seafood Matters Podcast. 
If you have any questions or episode suggestions, please email me at jim at seafoodmatterspodcast.com or get in touch through my website, seafoodmatterspodcast.com.